ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. It's true. It's true. It's an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Did you see what I did there? I did, yeah. Kurt Angle. I feel like you, you, you used the catchphrase of a wrestler to start a wrestling podcast. That was pretty good. Good job. Hey, you forgot to plug our shit last week, so make sure you do it this week. I did, of course. So let's let's just start right out of the gate here. Of course, don't forget, uh, you know, our, our title sponsor has been that way, you know, since you know, I feel like for half the show at this point, we love them, Manscaped. Make sure that you're going to their website, manscaped.com, checking out all of their great stuff, some of their new stuff. Like it, it took me about two seconds before I ordered that beard trimmer. Um, it's fantastic. I got that full package with all the different beard care stuff. It's the last piece for me. My downstairs was looking good. It's time for the upstairs to look look good and so uh and i was buying cheap ones so definitely go there of course using the promo code as we have out there just pay off getting you 20 percent off and free shipping everything in the store it's absolutely worth it it's only 10 percent if you're just going to the website and signing up use our code to get 20 percent off and free shipping payoff at manscaped.com and of course we can't forget true classic tees as well too all kinds of it's not just tees it's anything you could want you know weather's getting a little bit warmer maybe we need some new t-shirts maybe we need something you know just to look our best whatever it might be using that one that is payoff 25 at trueclassictees.com getting you there 25 percent off so make sure check out both their stores hey you know maybe you need a gift maybe it's just you know you got a little bit extra christmas money whatever it is like something let's spend it and make the most of it uh at manscaped and true classic tees so all right let's get into this one it's time for oh it's time for the build all right so why did you pick this and i will tell you that i maybe kind of vaguely remember that this match occurred but not really so i'm really curious what show was this how do we get to this match yeah, it was this. I mean, every you got to fill me in on everything, but I'm really looking forward to it. And and you're going to run through the card. Yes, I can't pronounce any of these guys' names. Yes, I, I'm yeah. the new Japan guy around here. You're you're our ECW guy, so that's all right. So yeah, so this one you're looking at. Uh, it would have been February seventeenth, two thousand eight. We have a unification match at this point. Um, taking at the Kokugai Kokugaikan National Sumo, uh, Sumo Arena. And so uh apologies for when I'm even butchering some of this stuff. And so um this was one though where it it really kind of where did it come from? So let's let's go back to that question of course of like this was a match that I don't even remember where I first found it, but it was one I was like, "Hang on, like it was a, if I remember right, it was a list of like top Shinsuke Nakamura matches. Like, wait a minute, Kurt Angle and Shinsuke Nakamura had a match in two thousand eight. Like after his WWE, like what the hell? Like how did like what? How did this play out? Kind of what happened here? Like this is just kind of crazy. And so, um, the show not 
like a ton of big names. There is some on here just to run through some of it. We started, it opened up with a, an eight man tag match actually on this one. Um, uh, Naito's on here. I see his name, tiger mask as well too. Just a bunch of different people in that eight man. Then you had Christopher Daniels in a singles match against Wataru and Noah And then another eight man tag match, uh, working with the stables at this point. So you had legend and great, uh, GBH, great bash heel taking on, um, you know, each other. And then, uh, another tag title, a smaller tag title match for the IWGP junior heavyweight, uh, where you had, of course, Prince Devitt, who's, we all know, of course, is Finn Baylor at this point. Um, uh, it was Minoru and Prince Devitt taking on Akira and Jushin Thunder Liger. And so that was one, too, that I added to our list of just having in 2008, Finn Balor, or yeah, Finn Balor, who, you know, going by Prince Devitt and Jushin Thunder Liger in a match. Like, that's one where you're like, you know, it's just kind of crazy to think about, but one that I want to make sure that we had on our list. Of course, you know, getting into the big matches now, a singles match. Of course, we all know AJ Styles, and we all know that name, taking on Tanahashi in that one. And so a good match there. Um, um, and then, uh, you know, another tag, a lot of tag title match, or excuse me, just tag team matches on this one. But eventually it gets to the main reason for this show, um, Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Kurt Angle. So there's some kind of weird stuff of how this played out. And so um, laying out the different belts and kind of how we have it on this one of you have the IWGP third belt and the IWGP heavyweight championship belt. And this is the unification for those. And so the Enoki Genome Federation, the IGF, it was their championship and New Japan's championship as well, too. And so to give the background on this, so Brock Lesnar actually had the title for 280 days. He defended it a couple different times. And then eventually kind of behind the scenes, backstage policy or, you know, politics and things like that. He ended up no showing uh, a title defense. And so New Japan actually stripped Lesnar of the championship. This would have been July 15th. 2006 and so two years like just oh really 18 months before any of this happened and so at the time lesnar said it was visa issues plus new japan owing him money which is why he didn't show up and so um after all of this you actually had antonio Inoki, who we've covered his matches before this very um you know, in you know, a big name, you know, of kind of how all these things a founder of New Japan, he decided to create this new promotion, the IGF. And so you have both both New Japan and IGF at this point. And so um, but the IGF still recognized Lesnar as the IWGP heavyweight championship because he never lost the belt. And of course, at the time, whether this was you know, just the, what's out there now or whatever it says, because Brock still had the belt. And so I don't know if that means like Brock has had it in his suitcase. It's one of those where I think it was not that long ago. Remember we hear the story of like the belt getting stolen out of someone's car. I don't know if that was the case. And so like, or, or kind of what the, you know, the deal is at that point, but new Japan having their belts already at this point, they decided to start calling it the IWGP third belt championship and not the IWGP heavyweight championship. It, you know, we're getting into the technical part at this point, but pretty much like 
he didn't show up. And so, you know, and this was, you know, who knows the, the behind the scenes at this point of, you know, working together, who was what kind of what was going on. There was still the crossover for the different stories and things like that. But it pretty much boiling down to Brock never lost the belt. And so they were going to keep a belt on him, but new Japan wasn't going to recognize that belt fully. So that's why you, a lot of times you see the third belt champion um, and, and it will, what they're, you know, what they were calling it at the time. And so, and Brock also in this other promotion that new Japan founder Antonio Noki had started after all of this had played out. So separate to that, of course you have now, why are we talking about Brock Lesnar in this match when it's Kurt Angle and Shinsuke Nakamura? Because you have to set it up and, and understand kind of where this is coming from, but also because Angle was the one that beat Brock. And so um, it, it, Angle actually debuting. And so, like I said, this all kind of taking place in mid-2006. In mid-2007, you had, or, or excuse me, early 2007, February, actually, you had Angle debuting in New Japan. And so ha- with, with that happening, he actually teamed with a couple of, an IWGP wrestler and a TNA wrestler um, and at, at WWE. It was really kind of weird. And so, but um, after that, though, he eventually went on, he actually faced Brock Lesnar um, in this IGF match. Uh, it was June 2007. He actually beat Brock by submission to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, this third belt. So um, you actually had him defending it a couple different times. Um, you know, it was actually one of the it was Wrestle Kingdom two in the Tokyo Dome. And so it feels crazy. Like now where we're at with what Wrestle Kingdom is. So you had him. Um, uh, it was actually Yuji Nagata him beating him at that point. So. Angle has that belt at this point coming into that coming into this match. And so Nakamura at this point, he actually had challenged Brock back in 2006 and early 2006 for at the time when he was still in New Japan. So Nakamura lost and then kind of went away, you know, kind of, he actually did like go away for a little bit. He trained in some different places. He actually kind of bulked up a little bit. And so um, it was actually, and so this was kind of funny because it was back in, in this point in 2006, uh, they actually, there was rumors out there that Nakamura was going to be quote unquote loaned to the WWE so that he could get a North American wrestling experience because he traveled all over. He was in Mexico, Brazil. He actually trained in Lesnar's gym as well too. And so in new Japan, a lot of that storyline, you know, trying to, to learn that way and then kind of beat Brock, but you know, kind of crazy that, the thing that stopped Nakamura from actually coming and doing some time in WWE in 2006 was because like we said, Brock no showed. And so Nakamura had to get back in order to um, kind of help build the storylines back up because Brock with the belt, they needed someone that could, you know, kind of go after him. And so um, at this point it was actually Nakamura beating uh tanahashi at that wrestle kingdom 2 show in the tokyo dome that was january 4 2008 him win him winning the uh 
IWGP heavyweight championship. And so um, you've got, like I said, these, it's kind of tough to follow with all the names and stuff like that, but you've got the two belts and these guys taking on each other to unify them. And it is Antonio Noki's IGF and now the, you know, new Japan belt so that these guys can have a match. And so, like I said, they, there was really no matches or anything between these guys before this up to this point, but it was because we needed to, you know, Unify the belts, and this is how we're going to do it. Man, there two 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 observations. Number one is there's a lot there, and number two is I, I knew none of it. Right, I didn't either. Like you know, before I started doing my research on this one, like I knew that there was the different. You know, I, I'd always seen third belt, but even me, like I hadn't really fully looked into why some of that was always the case. Or there's this weird period and. Like all you know, like almost like last week where you got all these big names on an NXT show, you got all these big names on this new Japan show eventually, you know, getting to this point. And so it's crazy to think in 2008, which literally like you know, 15 years ago at this point, like and you know, 15 years ago, Shinsuke Nakamura and Kurt Angle had a match. Like, if you were to say that, like, people would be like, What? Like, what are you talking about? But here we are. Jeez. Huh. So well, yeah, there, there, there you go. A lot there, man. A lot there. Yep. Good. Well, I'm I'm pumped. To, I'm I'm really pumped to cover this one. Um, I guess there's a link to this match. Where where in the hell did you find this? It just kind of Google the match itself, and you know the match there. So it's it's a long video, but the match itself is on the shorter side on this one. We're gonna you know pick it up uh, just before the match starts, but um, yeah, just kind of we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll post the link. It's the 14 minute mark of this link. I'm ready if you're ready, Jeff. Yeah, I'm. I haven't seen any of this. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm really excited. This is like a whole new frontier. So uh, let's get into it. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. He looks so different. He does the haircut, like it's really the uh um you know the just that that kind of young lion kind of haircut that a lot of them have and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just kind of crazy the look he has. Yep. You know, it, it was funny. I was I was going back and looking uh, on Cage Match at um, you know some of Shinsuke's top matches, and I mean, you know, there's just a ton of like five star, four and three quarter, four and a half star matches. From like yeah, a ton. 13, 14, 15, 16, like in that range, a ton of them. Um, just pretty yep. great. You know, some even going back to 2013. But yeah, so this is 2008. 
Wow. Yeah, and, and those those kind of later matches would have definitely been some of his Wrestle Kingdom stuff. And as he really um the dramatic Shinsuke, if you will, you know, the the glorious entrances and things like that. Everyone always loves the stripper pole entrances where he's the you know the strippers on the because uh, he's coming down. And so um but being kind of uh, being known for that type of stuff as well, too. And so yeah, but this is really I mean, and now to speak to this too, like this would have been uh, like po- I, not, I'll say not post WWE Kurt, but it's post his major runs in WWE, and so like him out over here doing this, like this was after he had left WWE, so he had a name. Now whether that was outside of the US, who knows? And, and Shinsuke, you know, was a, a younger at this point as well too, but obviously. Uh, you know, makes sense just with kind of how they know things are playing out with who's the face and who's the heel here. A side headlock here from Kurt. Yeah, I mean, angle looks so much different too. How do you think? How do you feel they uh used him in the Raw 30? Do you think they did a good job? With the DX segment, I, I'm, I was like trying to think of what they even did with him. Sure, yeah. Here's yeah. The thing. Like the DX thing, they do the same shit every time. You know, it's it's kind of I'm fine with them being on there, but it's kind of lame. So anything to do something different, I actually thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I I get so this is so stupid, but it just it just shows you what a fucking Shawn Michaels mark I am. So like when like Road Dog like jokes around about being fat, I'm like, well, yeah, he is okay. Ha ha, he's not in shape. Triple H kind of backs off because, well, he has heart problems and he almost died. I'm totally fine with that. I will tell you that I get kind of annoyed when Shawn Michaels does the, oh, I'm not getting involved. Like he's still in phenomenal shape and right. He's no probably matter, in the best shape outside of yeah. No matter what he says, he could go out there and have a 20 minute four and a half star match tomorrow if he wanted to. Okay. So it's yep. just kind of annoying when they do that. And and again, so I'm and I get I'm not saying he should have super kicked Gunther and you know all that, but like it just pisses me off because I know he still can. So I don't, I don't like the like, oh, shucks, old guy. We're all gonna back off. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I like, I liked what they did with it. I thought it was fun, right? And I mean, like, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I thought that it was interesting that I know of at least two guys that said no to invites: Kevin Nash and um, and uh, McFoley. You know, and, and yes. You know, it's just like for most of these guys, they end up in that backstage poker game. And can you imagine like flying up there to like be on, t- you know, uh, so, you know, I, again, but it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like Kurt was Kurt Angle supposed to go out there and, and do a 15 minute match in the main event? Like, I don't know. But I, I do feel like I, as great as Triple H is doing, I, I don't feel like he's been able to improve on the formula for these anniversary shows at all and they're just always disappointing and like even like and and i don't know how long ago it was but like even when they did that like brock lesnar hulk hogan face off like that's cool and i know it's not going anywhere and it's not building to anything but it's like i like that like i would actually like to see you know Shawn michael super kick someone or like taker uh bray 
badass, right? So like I like I, I guess I say all I what I'm saying is that I like the serious stuff more than the campy stuff. Like if you want to do the campy backstage poker, fine. But if you're gonna put Kurt Angle in the ring, like I want him either physically involved or like at least physically like up against someone. Like the Hulk Hogan face off against someone, like even if when Hogan came out, so you let him do his thing and then all of a sudden pick someone. Gunther, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, I don't care, but you have someone come out just in their entrance face to face with Hulk Hogan and then just keep walking. Yes, I know that Hogan's yep. not going to wrestle that guy at WrestleMania, but those moments, I would far rather that than a bunch of campy shit with all these legends. Well, and I, I don't know if you read it. I did see it in the aftermath of, like, there was some a little bit of an uproar over, is this is a poker game? Like, how many times have we seen this poker game set up? Is this the best you can do with some of these legends? Like, is this, like, all we have? They, they also got a lot of shit. Like, I know the Bellas came out after and weren't happy about what they were going to do. And there was not a whole lot of, you know, women divas kind of focus or, you know, in that stuff. Granted, there's there's only so much time and there's only so many people that can be you're, there. And too. you're bringing in you're bringing eight women back on Saturday for the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, and oh, so Michelle McCool wasn't on Raw, yeah, because she had a really cool entrance on Saturday, right? Okay, yeah. So it, which makes sense, yeah. I thought that was kind of stupid to say, oh, well, there weren't, you know, yeah, but I mean, and how many people can you put on these things? Yeah, I, I, you only got three hours. I get it. Like, okay, certain segments run long. Like, that's just how it's going to happen. But like, okay, that's wrestling. Like, let's be oh, real here. here. Let me let me give you another one. Unfortunately, there's not a ton of women that you can bring back. You're not putting Sonny yeah. on TV. Sable's not going on <laughs> TV. Lita and Trish, we've done that a hundred times. Like, and, and and frankly, if you're going to bring Lita and Trish back, it should be for a match because both those women can still fucking go. And they can damn near headline a show. I mean, you look at what Lita did in her run recently. You know Trish still has it. So it's like you're not you're probably not going to bring them back unless you're building to a match at WrestleMania, right? Trish so, still comes back for the Canada shows to get the oh, cheap yeah. pop. So, so what I'm saying is, like, who's left? Okay, the Bellas right. didn't like how they were going to be used. But it's like, yeah, we could just grab, like, those – Kelly Kelly types and Michelle McCool types from the Divas era. Oh, but we put them on the Rumble in a few days anyway. So what what's left? Right. And, well, and a lot of them too. You can't like okay, Mickey James is doing her own thing in a different promotion, so you're not going to bring her back. Like like you talked about the women. And, okay, and then and even then, like of course, like it like. Do I care that Nia Jax was 30? No, I really don't. Like, I think I even texted you or, or I, maybe it was somebody else or in my group chat. Like, I was just like, okay, I give it three months until she hurts somebody, which I don't even know if think she's back full time. And so, you know, we're kind of dealing with that. I, but, just, yeah. I, just don't, I just don't. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan because it seems like her personality doesn't necessarily mesh well in the locker room. Uh, her yep. presentation... I just think, and it's no different on the men's side either, where when you have someone that is, and it's like an Omos, right? Where it's like Omos. Like, what do you do with yeah. them when they're that much bigger 
it's like yeah you either present them as a badass invincible um monster but then that kind of runs its course or you make them like everyone else and it's like well if nia Jax is just gonna bump like everyone else then what's the point so i, I don't know it's just i'm just not a fan of, of really anything about her i like her entrance music <laughs> Right. Uh, it's even when they botched the entrance. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, the, oh, which that was not oh, her. Yeah. yeah, so you got Kirk at the. Kirk got the upper hand early here. He got Nakamura kind of fighting back, though, at this point. They're fast paced. Like, you know, there's the New Japan style, is these guys are that. just kind of working fit. Angle slam off the top rope. I love when he does that. So, shoulder straps. Yeah. Down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Still has the straps up. We should, uh, we, I do want to point that out. Yep. Hasn't come down yet. So, uh, what's Nakamura doing here? Second rope, top, third rope. Yep. Oh, angle just popping up, knocking him down. Good stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, and we keep hearing, um, you know, do you think in our lifetime we will see the absolute super show? Are we going to get New Japan, no. AEW? No. Like, no. are we going to get the, I say the big three on one show? So here, here, a couple thoughts. First of all, doing one promotion versus the other yeah the pro the problem oh, is you go really every everything is cold i mean unless you're going to do like a six-week build where everyone's going to be on everyone's shows it's just too difficult to get three different casts of characters or two oh, straps down one point out there we go on every it's just too difficult to get them on every show um to build it so if you just do cold dream matches no interest okay, yeah i have no interest in oh this is a star this is a star they're gonna have a 20 minute match okay like even like some of those survivor series things where they would do raw champion versus smackdown champion like don't get me wrong like they were good matches but there's really no build oh this is brock this is drew uh, okay or whoever they you know whoever they've done in some of those so I don't like, I don't like that. Um, the other problem you have too is it's like inevitably one side's not going to look as good, and then it's just so you do like the fifty fifty booking. I, I don't know. I just have no interest. And and here's another thing, Jeff. How many people watch all of these promotions? Now you're now you're catering to like literally two hundred thousand people that watch WWE and aw and new japan mm -hmm. so i know that oh well everyone on twitter watches all three okay but understand that in the real world you're talking a couple hundred thousand people so like you're not going to make any money with it so i, I just there, there's just a lot of a lot of reasons why i say no um maybe you could do a dream match of some sort but again someone's got to win so if you said hey we're going to take our three world champions and you know uh, okay how, who, how do you pick who wins like roman isn't gonna lose like because who's gonna bankroll the thing wwe so your wwe champ's not gonna lose so like yeah it's just there's just no way like i mean there there are so like 
could you could you see a scenario where Reigns, Rollins, and Moxley were in a match together? Hell yeah. But guess what? Reigns ain't right. losing. Right. Yeah, exactly. So is, well, and that, and is Tony is Tony. It, that, it, well, who would it be at this point? It'd be Mox versus Reigns versus Okada. Well, like, like, yeah, that's just like, and they're not about to have Okada lose either. So like the logistics of it, uh, as much as you may want to see it, like, it's just not going to happen. Oh, what do we got here? So yeah, I, I'm right. I, well, these, and, I, these guys, and if I remember, these guys haven't stopped. No, they haven't. We've had some near falls here too at this one. Kurt has looked great too, by the way. Like he did, he did do. Oh, right, yep, ankle locks all over the place. Yeah, this, um, probably, I, this is probably the tail end of his prime. Yeah, his prime is yeah, like, like I said, it's after his WWE run. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like end of WWE into this. I mean, like basically his peak is like 2000 to 2010. Uh, and I mm-hmm. give or take. I mean, I don't. I'd have to look at the cards and kind of where he was. But I mean, he was just on fire. Yeah, and this was um, Kurt Angle. Long ankle lock. Did Kurt Angle and Cody do some independent shows together? Uh, yeah, you know, it, we haven't talked about uh, Cody being on Impossible yet, and in so or yeah, whatever Logan Paul's podcast is here. I I don't know. I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to look into it because I didn't realize Cody did as much time like wrestling on indie stuff after he left that he did and before AEW. And so I, I, I mean, there very well could years. be. It was a couple years. There, well, it was probably like two yeah. Years. There's there's got to be some Cody matches that like you know like he was even saying on that show like in a gym. You know, 50 people, 100 people, you know, in some activity center somewhere where he wrestled someone where it's like, like you said, like, wait a minute, like, Cody wrestled Brian Danielson? Oh, or Cody wrestled Seth Rollins? Like, what the hell? We've got a Nakamura win at this point. Celebrating. That is, uh, do you see whose shoulders he's on? If I'm correct, that is Matt Bloom. Doing some time, doing some time in New Japan in 2008. What did he go by there? Uh, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I feel like I I should know. Like, I feel like when I – maybe it was just Matt Bloom. I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. I'm kind of curious, and then we'll uh, we'll move on here. Uh, All Japan, he was Giant Bernard. Yep. New Japan, I'm, I'm a – I don't know. Yeah, Bernard. They were in a they were in a stable together. Yep. Okay. Yep. Got it. Okay. Which was a reference to Brute Bernard, who is a Canadian professional wrestler. Never there you go. Heard of him. 
There you go. Should have. Uh, Unse- uh, Should have. Uh, Bloom unsuccessfully challenged Brock Lesnar in 2006. Yikes. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Watch. All right. Let's get into the aftermath. Yep. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right. So, what'd you think? Good, good match. I thought that it was, uh, you know, it's such a weird kind of microcosm of the wrestling universe because this, you know, Kurt and Shinsuke, two huge names, it unified the belts like New Japan and all this. Like, that's a huge moment for this. And so, and it just feels weird that, like, I almost feel like this gets lost in the, 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 the history of wrestling of, like, these guys had a really big match that had gigantic consequences before either of these guys, I say before Shinsuke was really Shinsuke Nakamura, but Kurt Angle was a huge name at this point, at least in the U S and so, um, and they're kind of celebrating post ring, like Kurt's raising Shinsuke's arm and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, it, and really impressive for me. I enjoyed the match more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was, it, it just, the only thing, I mean, I it's just it's just tough for two reasons. One is I still get upset when like Kurt Angle wasn't doing these matches in WWE at WrestleMania in his like true prime or for long enough during yeah. his prime. And then Shinsuke, I just I feel like we haven't used him to the best of his abilities. Like we've gotten close a few times, but and maybe he physically yeah. doesn't have what he once did, but like. His mania match against um, AJ was kind of a dud. Yeah, that one was a dud. That was like, it just didn't, they didn't let that one be what it should have been. And I don't think it ever could have been, even if we, you know, like, it just wasn't going to happen under a Vince regime. Um, great guy. Like, uh, you and I got to meet him. I got a picture with him, you know, when he, first, you know, in his earlier uh, NXT days, I remember like, and when he came over to NXT, he was so like over, like, like it's you know we talk about this from time when you and I had our our visit to the performance center our day contracts of course when you were commissioner and I was a, a you know ring announcer but the um you know we had a, a mini card that they put on for us and all Shinsuke did was his entrance he didn't even wrestle a match they just had him come out and do his entrance and so that's like the star power that this guy has of like you know what he's capable of doing and who he is and so yeah so um Okay, so what happened in the aftermath on this one? So as Angle lost the match, this then the IGF recognized IWGP Heavyweight Championship was no more. And so you now have the New Japan belt. And so um, Angle on this one, he actually came back. It was a show in August during the G1 Climax, of course, their tournament that they have, um, uh, you know, to lead up to Wrestle Kingdom for the main event here. Um, he actually had it was a tag match, but uh, it, it's he had some matches with AJ Style, um, Nakamura actually partnering with AJ or excuse me, with Angle in this, uh, where you had Tanahashi and AJ tagged as you know, as well, too. So it's it actually a six way tag, but um, Ag- Angle actually during the G1 tag, uh, these matches like angles team one. And so it's him, Shinsuke and Masahiro Chono. Um, and so like, interesting to see how, like, you know, just where the, you know, who wrestles who and stuff like this. 
Um, it was actually Wrestle Kingdom 3 where he had a eight-man tag match that he was a part of. Some of the names in this tag match are kind of shocking to me. Was You had Ricky Chozu, you had Shono, again, Kevin Nash, which I had wow. no idea that, Re- that Kevin Nash was in a Wrestle Kingdom match. It was eight-man tag. It was the opposing team as well, too. You had Carl Anderson on the other team. And so, like, just kind of crazy. And, again, Angle getting the win there. Um, and so, uh, at this point too, you had after, uh, so it was actually, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi retaining the IWGP championship against Nakamura in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom three angle actually challenged Tanahashi for the title, which was accepted. And then he beat angle on April 5th. It was new Japan resolution to retain the title. And so just really like the more you dig into this, the more you're like, shit, like now I got to go watch an eight man tag with Kevin Nash in new Japan. Like I want to see how those AJ matches ranked where you had Nakamura and AJ tagging against with like a, or, you know, Kurt and, uh, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And so like, just these giant names, it's just kind of crazy. And so um, to kind of look at that, like Nakamura on the flip side to this one, um, he actually lost the belt, this belt the unified belt not too long after this one um in april um and then kind of forming the 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 heel stable if you will um chaos as well too nakamura being their leader um this is where and it's it's weird because this is where he also up to this point is he like this match was not a lot of strong style that we watched today, but this is where he started doing a little bit more of this, of using the kind of knees, kind of being more aggressive in the ring as well, too. He actually, uh, the Bumaye, his finisher, the knee is, it's it, the, the finisher itself hasn't evolved. The name has changed. Um, and so, you know, having all like the Bumaye for the longest time, he was actually undefeated with that move like that, you know, something. So, of course, called the Kinshasa in NXT and um, WWE as well, too. And so, um, yeah. And so it just, you know, him and then Nakamura was so early in his career. We'll talk about more later, I'm sure. But yeah, these guys just really like doing their thing in New Japan. That's really what it boiled down to here. So um crazy thing in 2008 his post wwe career angle was number two on the pwi so he was the number two wrestler uh, of that year nakamura coming in at number 10 on this one and so it's funny to think at which uh in 2008 the number one wrestler was randy orton and so um crazy to think like you know this stuff that nakamura was doing over in new japan um even like i was because i was curious too i was like man like so in 2008 your your pwi randy orton was number one you had kurt angle triple h was three samoa joe was four edge was five undertaker six michael seven uh yeah so it's just like it's just kind of crazy to see you know what some of these guys did uh the torch on this one as expected iwgp champion shinsuke nakamura beat iwgp third belt champion and Kurt Angle in a unification match in the main event. The match only went 13.55, but was said to be excellent. They traded all the submission attempts at the end, and Nakamura reversed out of the ankle lock into a cross arm breaker for a clean submission. It's abundantly clear now that Anoki's IGF promotion and New Japan are working together and probably have been working together since day one. And so... Of course, like we said at the top of the show, like Antonio Inoki, 
left new i say left quote unquote like left new japan to start um igf and so i'm wondering if this was almost like a, a weird deal of like how vince was bankrolling ecw for a long time and none of us knew about it like same thing here like you know anoki bankrolling you know his promotion like kind of building some other stars things like that so um tom where do you got this match <clears throat> So I'll give it a seven and a half. Um, and maybe some of it's just my ignorance of not, you know, knowing more about the storylines and everything. I mean, I, I thought the actual match, like just watching the match was fantastic. So um, mm-hmm. again, it's more like the pageantry surrounding it that I either didn't understand or didn't see. And um, but I mean, I liked it. So I was a really mm-hmm. good match. Yeah. What about you? I'm right there with you. It's seven and a half. I'm right there with you as well, too. I thought that it was, it's such a weird, uh, the story I thought was almost better than the match. Like there's so much revolving around it. There's so much happening. Like you got all these different angles that you're coming at it from. I'm not Kurt, like, you know, and overall, um, I, I just felt like it very much, you know, it's a, a, a vital point in the history of new Japan and, and Japan wrestling. And so, um, and to have two wrestlers that like, we know the story now in 2023, like, you know, okay. So they were like, at this point, like Nakamura was a name, but it was a fairly, you know, big name, but not anything like he is now. Same with Kurt, like, okay, he's the, the foreigner coming over, you know, after his WWE career, but I still think, you know, it's, it's such a monumental moment. It's just really cool. Yeah. Listen, I'm home happy. Yeah, I got I got no complaints here. That was a fun one. And and next week, Jeff, is is a really, really, really big moment for me. Do you know why? Why? I have never I'm I'm embarrassed to say this, but we're all friends here. I have never yep. watched start to finish a Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat match. Uh, other than on the show, uh, I like I know I have over the years, but this is one that I have not next week, and so I've um, never seen this. I've, I've never seen this match. The uh, yeah, so next week, kind of spoilers for everybody here. Uh, we got the Shy Town Rumble, nineteen eighty nine. Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat kind of kicking off some of their five star matches, really. So this should Isn't be this uh, the one they say is the best. Uh, I'm not not I mean, that's not the there, best. Right? It's up there. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. It is definitely one of their top matches ever. Yep. And so this should be uh, interesting, definitely, to talk about. Good. Well, I'm excited. This was a fun one. Good Good work finding this. And we'll see everyone next week on an all-new episode of The Payoff.